Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Uh, Hi. Bit, bit of a change of plans this week. We had a guest on, our friend Rich, who is the owner of a clothing company and also has done quite a bit of advocacy work for some mental health charities over the last couple of years. And uh, we were going to do the normal format, but we ended up just getting into some pretty big deep chats about the subjects that we're talking about and then he brought a problem in and it kind of turned it into kind of like a big extended therapy session so we are going to split this over two episodes part one this week and part two next week yeah hope that's okay uh yeah hope that is okay um maybe a little less silly jokes than we might normally do but i think things, we things al- got real got kind of real yeah we stage. also we also do want to i mean i know this is like a really terrible idea for a podcast to have like really really serious chats about things but also dumb jokes about weird problems <laughs> but you know ultimately we wanted to demonstrate we have a little bit of chops when it comes to talking about real world issues and stuff like that so um we're trying something new and then we're gonna have an, we'll go two parts now so we're gonna have a nice weekend off from podcasting next week maybe you know chill out have some couple time, go on holiday, uh, go hunting, kill a moose, I don't know. That was weird, everything you said was weird there. Anyway, we'll have our little two-parter, <laughs> and then, then we'll be back to normal. Yeah, so the week after next we'll be back with a, a new set. But who knows, maybe we'll have some two-parters more often. Maybe, it'll, yeah. you know, see, what you, see if you like it. If you like it, tweet us. If you don't like it, tweet us. Just tweet us, just follow us on Twitter. Please tweet us. Okay. Send in your problems. Okay, enjoy the episode. Love you, bye. Love you, enjoy the episode. Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Hello, you're listening to You OK Hun, a weekly advice podcast. I'm your host, the guy that stood in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square, Dave. <laughs> and I'm Mona Lisa, ghost whisperer, cat butler. And we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems, please submit problems, and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution. Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. We've got a special guest. Oh, oh, special so you, guest. So you know that already because you've read the name of the podcast. So the surprise element's kind of fucked. Oh, right. So you just went with that. Yeah. You should have made it a more of a surprise. Bit of an climax, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. But he's going to try to fumble his way through a little, a little sassy introduction for himself. And it's me, the human embodiment of a whimsical fart, Richard. <laughs> Yay! I didn't mess it up. I've, I've just had that in my head rolling around for the last 10 seconds. I really, liked your, I really liked your presentation of that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was good. It was kind of thanks. theatrical. Thanks. I just I, I just listen to podcasts pretty much about an hour a day, so I feel like Ooh, I'm an like... An hour a day? Yeah, that's a whole podcast a day. You're a real fucking addict, aren't you? I am. Can't help myself. <laughs> Uh, I've just got. I've just got. I've just got the tone of this of this uh, episode. It's just, yeah, it's going to be me bullying. Yeah, just, you really jumped just, on that. Yeah, this this reminds me of when we had a short lived sad podcast uh, yeah. two years ago when yeah. I was literally just bullied for Your six episodes. Your podcast was so good though. It was such a shame. I think me, it's still on iTunes. Me, me and Dave had this conversation last night of hindsight's one thing where it's not. It's not the uh, the the thing ran out. The subscription ran out. Ah. so it can be fine. But people 
who did download it can still have it, so I still have it on my phone. Oh, but someone was asking me the other day where where you find it because it's now no longer there. Well, it was called Stuff That Doesn't Suck. I know we're all three episodes. Stuff that doesn't suck. I think there was six. Yeah, there was more. I think we reco- I think we six. recorded six, but we didn't post the last one because that was the one that we decided we'd do drunk and it was terrible. No, no, they got we recorded two and they got fucking broken and everyone just disappeared off the face of the earth because we couldn't be bothered doing it anymore. It was really funny though. I really enjoyed it. It was, I it, did was too. it was a good element. I I was saying to the guys they really want to bring it back, like but it's not the same. It's not the same dynamic. Not the same dynamic. It was I'm, really, really funny though. I'm not fucking there. You have to have you have to have a, a decade's worth of friendship to be that mean to each other. That's true. I actually had an introduction for you on the show. It I was want, I want to hear it. Small business owner and the slow paced drunk <sighs> in the West. The artist formerly known as Richie Disaster, Richard Davies. Now known as Lil Guff. Yeah, Lil Guff. That's your rapper name now. Yeah. She like Xanax. Lean, did, did you hear Xanax me, taking lean drinking rapper name? Did you hear me audibly sigh when you said small business owner? Yeah, it's because Dave's decided that he, he hates them. It's my natural yeah. enemy. He's, he has a, he has a, yeah, he has. He it's has your, a it's your natural enemy. It is. He's to be, decided. To be fair, he has explained it, and I understand why. Oh, the small business owner, the scum of the earth. <laughs> Literally ah. the worst people alive. So Dave's, Dave's, Dave's whole thing, goal in this podcast is just to offend as many people as possible. I feel like you're going to have to slightly explain why you hate small business owners. Cause nope. Okay. <laughs> to, be fair, we, to be fair, we are the worst. Yeah, see? Like, I get it. He knows. I get it. He knows we're the worst. <laughs> tiny, tiny agents of capitalism. Right. Do you know what? I can, just, love I can respect like a fat, gross old fucking white man smoking a big cigar on a skyscraper somewhere because at least he's really committed to it. <laughs> I feel like by the time... You're all writing like whimsical chalk signs outside your business and be like, we're an ethical business, yeah. Soup of the day, beer. Go fuck yourself. We sell lentils and we pay our employees minimum wage so I can go Uh, on holiday. We pay our employees at least the living wage. You're still scum. Yeah, I know. It's it's yeah. I just feel like I don't really have that much to contribute to this this dialogue. No, no, I mean, it's pretty much the start and end of it. I hate small business I, I, I think by the time you've got to like be like a horrible capitalist man at the top of the food like yeah. food chain, like if you if you've started from nothing and got to that point, then you're kind of like you've become so jaded by the whole system that you're kind of like, well, you almost deserve to be that much of a cunt. <laughs> like at that point, because like honestly, like having a small business is the most soul crushing thing ever and everyone's like everyone wants to have be a small business owner now and it's honestly it's shit mm, interesting like, the, most, the most soul crushing thing ever oh there's more oh there's yeah more. like what about like you know people with mental health problems Richard oh we, we're, we're delving deeper are we already oh, going into yeah, yeah this is how it's going to be, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so gonna be. Just funny, funny that you see yourself you know as the what? most depressed this, class this is <laughs> the small business owner oh, the, 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 the money white maker. the mm. middle aged middle class white business owner yeah, yeah I am you know what you know what I'm the real victim we're a dying breed. God. <laughs> People will listen to this and believe that that's actually what we think. No, they won't. People I feel won't. like you're going to get at least four new listeners who have never heard this before and they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm not buying anything from anyone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, they're horrible. They are pretty terrible. Why don't you... Okay, I mean, I was going to say, why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what your company is? But to be honest, most people that are going to listen to this episode are going to be doing that because you told them to on your big old fucking social media following. Mm, hi, guys. We're coming up Thanks on for twi- listening. We're coming up on 20 Twitter, list, uh, twi- Twitter followers at the moment. So. And I got you them all. 
We need to really put effort on Twitter. That's, I mean, zero effort. You can't be ashamed of, like, no followers with zero effort. Oh, you mean that that Dave posting on Twitter that no one cares about what he posts on Twitter isn't working for you? Also, Dave, no one one cares about Dave's actual Twitter. That's what he posts on. Right, okay. It's just just him in an empty room going, why is no one listening? No one can even understand his Twitter post. Even I'm like, I live with him and have been with him for, like, ten years. And I read his tweets and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, you mean his ever-changing slightly weird sort of ironic leftist like Twitter handle. name handle and also Korean pop star yeah it's my mixed picture. Band. I'm a communist <laughs> but also uh, a tool of the is anarcho-capitalist is it a, fucking is it a Korean, Korean girl wearing wearing a communist uniform it was a minute ago yeah I changed a it ago. did you literally change that a minute ago no not a minute ago I, I say that in like the sort of uh, folksy way where like uh, yeah I was doing uh, that for a minute like people say it's, it's so not 2015. as good as Craig's Twitter handle Debbie Salt's white pants it well that beat your but uh, yeah even I don't even know what you ha- you're talking about half the time I enjoyed that. To be fair, Dave's Twitter is the only reason I have Twitter. I just slightly... Like I'm the only person that reads what he reads. I don't even like it half the time because I don't want... True. I don't want him to get... I got some <laughs> retweets yesterday. I got some retweets uh, from some people. Someone, so, liked your, mm-hmm. someone liked your tweet about mumbling, to be fair. I saw that this morning. Several tweets of Sometimes mine are I'm liked like, by some what people. what is he talking... Like, genuinely... Look, it's a place where about? I like to go to be... And we're talking about it and I'm, I'm doxing myself here <laughs> because the Twitter is where I go to be anonymous and say controversial things that would get me fired from my job. Ah. And with this podcast, I'm just moving one step closer <laughs> to everyone I work with, finding out that I'm a fucking, a complete fucking Marxist-Leninist weirdo, and sacking me for saying that, you know, all bosses should be shot. Right. Yeah. Do you want to uh, put your Twitter handle out there? Just no. So knows it. No. Do you want to put the Twitter handle for the podcast out there? Good I call. do. Uh, please submit problems. That's uh, a, This is a weekly call out for problems. We would like to solve your problems. You would like to be involved in your life. Please submit your problems. You can submit your problems by email at youokhunpodcast at gmail.com. You can also submit them to us on Twitter if you like at youokhunpodcast. Or if you're scared that someone finds out who you are because you've got a really weird problem like you want to have sex with dogs, then you can get us on Curious Cat, which is totally anonymous, and that's curiouscat.me slash youokhun. I know you're listening. Some of you tweeted at us. Give us your problems. It's, it's Curious Cat, that that website that uh, girls got to like, you can be like, ah, oh, ask me anything, it's anonymous. And then people just used it to slut shame them. Yes. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's like, oh, ask me questions anonymously. Oh, really? And it's like, I want to eat your... Yeah, like oh, there was, was a, there was like a craze like a while ago of like people, I'm, I'm saying girls, but I, I saw online with girls be like, Oh, ask me anything on this, it's private. And then they would just be screenshotting like the most derogatory, disgusting yeah, things. Yeah, it's basically what oh, it is. Really? Well, yeah, we're just giving it's gross like, men an anonymous it's like, it's, right, yeah. it's like the question thing on Tumblr where like mm-hmm. like semi, semi-internet, semi low-key internet famous people would say, like, be like, oh, ask me stuff. And then you, they would just get like weird hate mail. Like yeah. weird. From the Annans. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 so that. Yeah. Isn't it weird? And you just put that level of ambiguity, like really just people show their, their true selves. Yeah, they do. What I'm saying, guys, is you can send them hate mail Completely anonymous. Say whatever you want about that. Them. Is oh my god! True. I would I, love it if we got hate mail so much. Please send us hate mail. Yeah, some people are like, oh, death threats, but I'm like, please, please. Uh, only only death threats if you fucking mean it though. Because <laughs> I want to die. Yeah, I really took the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> took the air right out of the room. Sorry. Oh, uh, awkward. Oh, uh, yeah, but submit us problems, death threats, complaints. 
tell us were too woke and were SJWs, or tell us we're not woke enough. Or just you give us you. advice. Just, yeah. you know. You can give us like, advice if you like. Lose yeah. weight. The advice is stop. Be less. <laughs> have a less shit nasal Scottish voice. <laughs> oh, definitely. I'll never yeah, listen to this episode. Stop being a fucking pretentious asshole. This is actually quite Close sad. Close your small business. Because you won't listen to it. I won't listen to this episode then. This is, this is my, my Monday, Monday morning ritual where I listen to this while I do the dishes. Aww. Well, Monday, Tuesday. Well, when you guys actually do a weekly episode, which is it weird? this is third week in a row, though, guys. Well, yeah, no. we're back on it. We're no, back on it, big slam. We had to have a break. No, I'm, I'm, life gets in the way sometimes. You, you explained you, know? you explained a few episodes ago. I it's 2018. We've got sad. to do some self care sometimes. You know, I've, I've said to both of you, I like this podcast because it makes me feel like I actually get to hang out with you once a week. Even well, though I had, it, Dave reminded me I hadn't seen you guys in two years. I, Dave says that, but then I'm like, time has no meaning to me. So I'm like, is it two years? Who knows? It, is it, it's not really like I've not seen you. I, don't, I, I see your face it's every single day on the internet. Yeah, I know. like I feel like I just know Thanks. exactly what you're doing all the time. Thanks to Instagram stories. I don't need to like touch base, you know. Uh, I probably should say for like the seven people in San Francisco listen to this who might not know who I am, who I am, right? Yes, that's, that's a good idea because they right. should definitely do it. For some reason, San Franciscans, hi, uh, nice to meet you. You have a lovely bridge. Yeah, they listen to it while they get the young blood pumped into them. Yes. The, uh, Elon, the Elon Musk blood, is that what you're referring to? Yeah, that, yeah. Well, Elon, Elon Musk is getting no, young blood. No, not Elon Musk, you mean thingy. Who do I mean? The Elon guy Musk. from last week. No, yeah, the guy from last week. What's his name again? Oh, Peter Thiel. Yeah. It was going to come after us. Oh, that's Love right. You, no, no, that's right. Peter Thiel is a disgusting capitalist pig who drinks young people's blood. And Elon Musk is a disgusting capitalist pig who doesn't want his workers to unionise and just put a car in space for some reason. Oh, by the way, I didn't understand what the car in space was for like seven memes. I got really confused <laughs> by it. I still I was don't like, understand I just it saw, I loads of pe- I saw loads of people posting about it being like, has someone photoshopped this? What is this? And because then I, I Here's a really controversial it. statement from me. I hate space and don't care about it. Yeah, fuck space, am I right? And that includes space films and that includes, yes, Star Wars. Yeah. Plus, we've never been to space, of course. I just hate space. Do you know, I never believed My space. in... space. <laughs> I never believed... So this episode is now cancelled because yeah. I hate Rich because yeah. I said that. <laughs> I still haven't told people who the fuck I am. <laughs> Do it. Tell them. No, right. I want to talk about the moon first. No, shut up. Let him I've thought about the moon. No, he has to, he has to, he has to clear this up. Clear up. My name is Richard. I have as much experience with any of this stuff as these guys, which is none. So I am the perfect addition to this podcast to uh, give my advice that no one asked for. Um, what I do as a day job is I run a mildly successful, but always on the brink of a second liquidation clothing company, <laughs> Abandoned Ship. Uh, and I'm slowly trying to take over Dundee because no one else is. Which, for people who don't know Dundee, for an America, is a small city in Scotland. It's not a guy who lives in Australia and has a knife. Was that Crocodile Dundee? That yeah, the new. There's the film about his. It's not a film. It was. It was a. It was a travel to Australia like campaign. Like is it was. That it was not like a, a film. No, it's not. It's not a film. It was like it was like an all elaborate ruse that I think they revealed at the Super Bowl. Oh. So they just got loads of like famous people to like basically yeah, just be, like Hemsworth and yeah, it's not real. Well, no. I mean, oh, that's just a stupid and confusing viral campaign. Yeah, yeah. I bet some fucking coke sniffing marketing dickhead came up with that and thought he like revolutionised. I, I actually listened to an Australian viral marketing, an Australian podcast about comic books, and uh, 
comic book movies and they actually uh, worked out within like the first episode and like and I, like they were like oh this is just going to be an advertising campaign and then so when it came out I was like oh I right. mean that's blown my mind I feel kind of annoyed I've not watched it yeah. but then I'm also like I'm not really that invested in well yeah oh I was so fooled by that film I couldn't I didn't really want to see well, they reckon they, they were saying that they, 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 someone will probably try and make it happen but they'll end up with like not as good a cast there'll be like then, two of them or something yeah it was yeah. literally every famous Australian person yeah it like, was seven of them yeah about seven right I mean, sorry if you're listening from Australia. We've got a racist in our midst. Many people are famous from Australia. Cricketers. <laughs> uh, Steve Irwin. Uh, Harold from Neighbours. General Cricketers. Yeah, Cricketers. Cricketers. They're not famous if you don't know their names. Mark, Hugh Jackman. Mark Botham. Wolverine. Is he a person? I don't know. I don't know. You might know anything about cricket. Right. right let's move well, on. You, move you, past it. Anyway, you spiral you into a, space. You picked a weird, a weird hill to die on there. Yeah, really <laughs> did. Really did. Really. So I never used to believe that the moon landing was fake. Oh, we're back to the moon. But right. then, but, really then, want, but this chose this hill to die on too. I've got, I've got a lot of hills I want to die <laughs> really on today, do. right? Okay. But then I saw... A, a, an illustration of how far the moon is away from the earth mm-hmm. no way we went there far too far away don't believe it didn't happen I thought the moon was just like kind of floating about up there it's so far away way too far away okay I'm really I mean, glad I, I, yeah, yeah I'm really glad too I mean I have nothing to add to this I'm I just know. like we, li- we, we did that thing that you shouldn't do in podcasts we just like empty space yeah, just completely. be there because <laughs> we are just like well, All I right, was man. just like I don't know how to respond to that no. I don't know how to respond to no. that I think you should just start with the problems. All right, yeah. we'll just roll in. <laughs> so, uh, Rich is uh, not, not not particularly woke or uh, educated in certain matters. I don't know, it's 2018. I've woke up. You woke up a little bit. <laughs> uh, so we thought what we would do is... I've up. <laughs> is try to navigate a really difficult problem. Yeah, um, just to make it... That we're all su- probably going to be tiptoeing around quite gently. So here we are. I might just go full on with it. Like I might just put out some really <laughs> extremist views on it. I mean, it would get, it would get the conversation flowing. Just yeah. come back. Yeah. Um, okay. Moves I feel off. like you two Moves should last. be really nervous about this whole thing. I am... Um, I know, I'm, I've got you know a few what? holes I'm, I'm happy to I just, I just said, I've had one conversation with my wife barely tiptoeing around this conversation, so I feel like I am perfectly able to handle all got aspects it. of it. Got yeah, it. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've, got, I've it. got it. I right. can fix the entire problem for the world today. That's well, the right attitude yeah, to have, yeah, completely. Yeah. This is kind of what we go with. Like, this well, is, this is good. Because I think because of, uh, as again, my experience as a, as a white middle class man, yes. I understand this problem. 100 <laughs> percent that yeah. is true i'd actually know the question i don't know that the problem all I've, all I've heard is like one name and i know exactly what it's like oh, where we're going it. into this it. Is it. Yeah. Well, i think it's good as well that you know normally this podcast is me and lisa but today uh, the women are outnumbered by the men so obviously we'll be able to get this fixed because ah, you're right yeah. That's yeah, true. so it's the perfect yeah. type of representation for this problem yeah. isn't That's it true. anyway here we are <clears throat> from the mailbox the mailbox m-a-l-e yeah. Hello, Mona, Lisa, and Dave. Oh my god, the mail. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm so hot. It's got hot. Yeah, I'm not even, you've not even started the question. I'm so hot. I don't I like feeling like Mutley laughed at that. I don't even know why. It's just so dumb. I don't, I don't even think, I think I said it into my hands, so I don't think people even heard me yeah. say mailbox is an M A L E. Mailbox. Mm. Very clever. Here we are. Are we ready? Yes. Ready. Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. This should be my moment in the spotlight, but I feel like every time I open my mouth, everyone is yelling at me. 
I thought that I'd finally be living a charmed life, but it's all going to hell in a handbasket, and it makes me want to scream. <laughs> I am what you might call an activist come lately. A social movement I helped kickstart is currently changing the way that we view traditional gender dynamics of Western culture and helping chip away at the monolithic presence of hegemonic patriarchy. For this reason, you might assume I might be an unsuitable subject for a satirical podcast that dealt with fake writing letters from celebrities. (laughs) And you probably would have been right up until December last year, when I decided I had enough woke credit to extend my campaign to the real privileged, oppressively dominant class of our time, trans women. I mean, they assume because they felt like a woman on the inside. That's not developing as a woman. That's not growing as a woman. That's not living in this world as a woman. And a lot of the stuff I hear trans complaining about, yeah, welcome to the world. If a trans woman was to question my complete and totally not problematic understanding of intersectional gender politics, I would probably say something like, don't label me, sister. Don't put your labels on me. Don't you fucking do that. Do not put your labels on me. I don't come from your planet. Leave me alone. I do not subscribe to your rules. I do not subscribe to your language. You will not put labels on me or anybody. Step the fuck back. What I do for the fucking world, and you should be fucking grateful. Shut the fuck up. Get off my back. What have you done? I know what I've done, goddammit. Would I be out of line in saying that? I didn't think so, but now everyone's accusing me of having a meltdown. What can I do to get back on track and do what no rich, white, cishet woman has done before and get lots of praise and credit from everyone? Yours, hopefully, Rose McGowan. (laughs) Now, I just want to preface this entire discussion by saying the second half of that letter, her words... Yeah. Not ours. Now, technically, everything is her words because she wrote the letter in. Yeah. But the second half of it is her quoting her herself yeah. verbatim. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah, her verbatim. quoting herself verbatim. You know what the scariest thing about that quote is, though? See, when you were reading it out loud, yeah, it made me think of a Donald Trump tweet, like the language <laughs> used and like the oh, way, yeah, like you're the, like totally the right. self-congratulating. Yeah, you're totally right. I, yeah, just the, just the way it sounded, I was like, it's so rare because I listen to a lot. I, I watch a lot. Like I got my political information from late night American television like like everyone does super super leftist ah, American you're totally television. right it does yeah. sound like that but it's not leftist but it's like that's what they that's what they say isn't it folks the way I'm being treated unbelievable yeah <laughs> um, yeah and uh, I, so I, I, I hear a lot about Donald Trump obviously as everyone mm, does but yeah. that, that just rings really you're totally right yeah. it totally was actually mm-hmm. I never really thought about that but it really I didn't want to I didn't because I, I read that because I saw your tweet about Rose McGowan yeah. uh, the other week. She is cancelled. And I had to, yeah, that was what you said, yep. And I had, I had to go and then, like, oh, what's happened? I need to, and then I did a little Google search and I read it all. Uh, I read that article. And at the time, I didn't really think about it that way. But because, like when you just said it out loud. Because the thing is, about the so sad about this whole thing is that I have loved Rose McGowan for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I am such a massive Scream fan. Like, I love that movie so much. She's so iconic. That in picture it. of her going to the fucking MTV Awards with, with Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Like, like that, that's literally, such, that's my childhood. It's seared into my so, brain. Yeah, she was amazing. But this, oh, that, the rant is the one of the most painful things when she's ranting at the, at, in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's what's so, like, <laughs> at, her, at, her, at her well-placed book release. Oh my God, it is, 
It is brutal to watch. Yeah, though. really. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's an actual video. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen right. videos. Oh, of no it. shit. Yeah, you can watch this. Oh, oh it well, is so painful. Stop this podcast now. And if you don't know this, this story, go and just quickly Google it and find the video and, wa- and watch it and then come back. Oh, so totally. Can, I'm going to cut out you saying that and then play the audio of it in the podcast. What have you done for women? Lots of things. Yeah. I've done lots of things too. You don't know my life. Don't sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Enough. have this so it just feels really like yeah. ham-fisted oh it's really oh it makes your butthole tighten it's it, the yeah, most awkward really thing and and it's so disappointing seen. so disappointing that's what's so shitty so, about it so this is a this is my thoughts from the office not on that but on like I think that the word disappointing is right because what we keep doing is we keep putting celebrities on a pedestal totally. of like they need to they're, they ha- they can be they have to be holier than now and they they're like what we like for this, for like putting the Me Too movement on one person is problematic. I hate the word problematic. It's problematic in itself. But putting 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 a campaign like that on someone's shoulders and then exp- they then have to be like a like a bastion of light and perfect. And yeah, like we're building hum- them up and then human, them humans down. are never perfect. Like that does. I'm not defending her, but it was it was inevitable that completely like she's gonna slip up. Obviously not in this way. This way is horrendous. But like. That, no, no, that's definitely a huge problem. Like, yeah. it's it's almost like it's almost like what's it's it's almost a reverse. No, no, no I'm gonna have to tread lightly in how I say this. It's what's happening with the Me Too movement, where like they're they're revealing all these people as being like the scum that they are, mm. and it's almost for completely different reasons. But gone, oh, everyone is awful. <laughs> like, how do you mean? Like, like, it's exposing the awfulness of everyone. Yeah, like, the, yeah. like you've 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 put a mic. Uh, uh, magnifying, glass. magnifying glass on an entire industry of awful people. Yeah, true, absolutely. Then, which is which is needed. I mean, but then, literally full but, of fucking rapists and child But then once those. once you do that, then you have to expect that there's going to be mm. a magnifying glass on you completely. And people have tried to bring her down and and like in not in not nice ways, yeah. which is which is wrong. But she's almost done it herself by just doing this. And yeah, uh, well, yeah. Now I we've mean, rightfully heard the man's perspective first. Sorry. Richard. What oh, do shit. you think, Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Just so just say, I'm sorry, I'll do better. I'm sorry, I'll do better. <laughs> I'm I mean, it's so... Firstly, I just want to state categorically that we... I mean, personally, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to speak for both of you, but Speaking I do me. not agree with Rose's statements. The idea that... I mean, this is something that I, I actually ranted about. I rant about this all the time. But I guess we should just clarify it in the podcast. Like, the idea that you can say a trans woman is not a woman is really disgusting to me. I think this assumption that 
what a woman is can be defined by what falls between her fucking legs is horrifying. And I think that the whole thing that's so fucked up about this is... Right, Rose's argument is, and all the all the arguments of that mm-hmm. are that trans women don't, f- you know, they 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 enjoy a certain level of male privilege mm-hmm. when they're when you know, and they don't go through the same things as 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 a woman does. But what's fucking ins- insane about that is, no one woman's story is the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and and this is why I don't see. I don't think we need to make this distinction between trans women and women because, you know, take two random women, their their stories and their lives will be completely different. So one may have not faced half as much prejudice or hate or danger that the other has faced, mm-hmm. and that could be because one is a person of color, because one is part is 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 gay. Or even if it could just be a class issue, it could be where you live in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, we're in Scotland right now. In the UK, we, you know, we have such an unbelievably privileged life mm-hmm. compared to women in South, certain parts of South America, where this is the other hill that I'm going to die on. Where you could have a miscarriage in where was I saying the other day? Yeah, you could be a woman in El Salvador and have a miscarriage and be put in fucking prison for murder for 30 years. Some of them, and there's still politicians campaigning that you get put in prison for more because you had a fucking miscarriage. Now, these are the kind of things that we should actually be talking about in terms of progressing women's rights, mm-hmm. not whether a trans woman is a woman. Of course a trans woman is a fucking woman. Just like... Again, everyone has their own elements to their story. And who are you to say because they didn't do this? Well, you know what? A person of colour will face much more discrimination than Rose McGowan did. Yeah, Does that completely... Does Does that that, mean she's not a woman? Yeah, but does that completely... It it is the sort of the Olympics of suffering. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Does that completely... Like, do we not acknowledge Rose McGowan's pain or Rose McGowan's struggle as a woman? It's just different threads to a big tapestry of the complexity of women's issues. Mm. And this is what's so fucking mental about this. And that's what's so disappointing about Rose McGowan. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's not getting this. And so many (coughs) women, I guess the term would be... Terfs. Terfs. You can call them terfs. It's not a slur. It's, I'm not it's crazy real. about that But do you know what a terf is? No, I don't know. Terf is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. Meaning someone that believes... Um, is a feminist, mm-hmm. but believes basically... In the words of Jermaine Greer, Jermaine Greer's words... Oh, she's the just, be- just because you lop off your dick doesn't make you a fucking woman. So, is 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 there, what's their stance on it? Is it that like somehow men are... So they basically, their stance is because obviously uh, a trans woman would have been assigned male at birth Mm -hmm. and grew up with the privilege privilege, of being male and enjoyed that through their life. Yeah, before before they decided. Yeah, I was going to say, and then they decided, yeah, Yeah, that that term, decided that they would be a woman. But that's a really significant fact though, Mm -hmm. right? It's like you are implying 
they just were like, oh, I, you know, I'm yeah. just decide. This, this. Down, like, yeah, this is what down, I was asking. Down the pub see, with see, the boys. This is what I was. This is what I was actually in my head tr- trying to work out how to word because obviously we, I am tiptoeing, especially just after what you said because it just it just makes me go. Sorry, I did no, go on a slide. No, 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 but the, no. But the thing <laughs> is, it's important because like when you say stuff like that, I'm like we said said before the podcast, like. I get it. I don't get it. Totally. Like so, I'm like, yeah. This is how we learn. And what you were saying, about, yeah, what you were saying about like the levels of like understanding. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we're um, for me. I'm like so far away from like mm-hmm. even like the like the the the, the nicest case for mm-hmm. a woman in this situation. So I'm like I to try and fathom, sort of. I, I, I sort totally. of yeah. I'm I'm just so out of it. But like with Rose, uh, Rose McGowan thing, I was like, was I was trying to work out are they are they trying to suggest that trans women are using male privilege to like like I don't know if the word with trying to like become women and kind of almost take away women like being a woman well, from them or something well, like I'll tell you what they think right because oh, okay. right. I'm so, trying to like, get my head around what they're thinking to be thinking. honest I struggle slightly with the turf thing too because it seems very irrational to me yeah. like it doesn't make sense in a way like I'm kind of like See, when this whole thing first kind of appeared, I was kind of like, it really took me, like, I was so surprised by it. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, what? What does, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't almost make sense yeah, to me. Yeah, like, I'm trying to work out if it's like, like some kind of... Like, what's the logic? Yeah, if they're, tra- if, they're, if they're angry because they feel like men are trying to steal something from them by yeah, becoming yes, women. Yes, Is that what it is, right? That, okay. I'm trying to get my head so, around it, right? This is one of my favourite turf quotes. Um, the, my favourite brand of turf and I say favourite not in a supportive way in the way that I like to laugh at them is the heavenly earth mother goddess turf got it so oh, this is geez. a quote here <clears throat> trans this is a quote by the way I just want to clarify I'm not saying this is a quote from someone else who is not me trans women are males they do not bear children breastfeed hail from a divine feminine house of sacred passage she's talking about her vagina sacrifice blood Sync with phases, flow in flux with the universe. They just want the superficial benefits of a social construct, but don't bear the stripes. But again, what what bothers me so much about that though, right? I'll never bear children. I'll never breastfeed. Mm. I have a hormonal problem, so sometimes I don't even bleed. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, what, does that make me less of a woman? Does that make me... Like, how dare you put any woman's experience or life into this one kind of category mm. of womanhood again it is like this pure olympics of suffering like every again everyone will have a different experience like it's that's what's so fucking insane about it trans a trans woman's experience as a woman is just and every and the, this is the thing we shouldn't even like bulk trans women together. Well, I have a question. Like all right? trans women's experience, like one trans woman's experience will be different from another trans yeah. woman's yeah. experience. Like I have a question. So a trans woman is more likely to be raped and more likely to be murdered but, uh, by like a huge by amount. a massive margin. Huge so amount. how many years living as a woman do they have to go through before it makes up for the apparent male oh, privilege completely. that they had, despite the fact they've lived like the first however long of their life with gender dysphoria, despite the fact that they've had to go through the process of fucking prostating themselves in front of whatever medical body is that decides that you can get access to hormones, Completely. that you can get access to like aesthetic or reconstructive surgery and things like that. you have to like interviews that. and everything, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, you like, like, yeah. But, and let's face it, in a lot of places, in a lot of states as well, like, 
doctors aren't clued up and don't understand Mm -hmm. what this is. So even that, I know I've read some articles where a lot of trans people talk about the really humiliating uh, humiliating experience of even just being around their GP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you're right. It's it's complete. Ugh. Yeah. It just and and it's like part of what you were saying. Like that's really significant to me. Like, see, part of this whole turf movement, I was like, just really confused by it. Mm. Like it really, and I'm not really surprised by stuff. But when this whole thing, I'm like, wait, what now? Because again, see, from someone like class is a big issue for me, mm. and it's something people don't talk about, especially in terms of of. But anything really, they don't talk yeah. about it at all. Especially like in the UK at the moment, and, and everything well, yeah. happening. And it's funny because most of the women that I know, especially that talk about feminism, aren't from a lower class like I am. No. And they're middle class to upper class, and they have a very different perception of womanhood, you know. Mm-hmm. And they grow up in a very different world, and you know, that's something that people don't talk about. So, like, I've never met a lot of people that have this same view of feminism that I do mm-hmm. because of my situation and that's that's the thing every time you meet a new feminist or a new woman or anyone they will have this like complexities in their life and their past that informs how they see the world yeah their experiences form their understanding of like so yeah feminism is multi-layered in itself and you can't look at it from the same angle well this is the thing and so Mm -hmm. all these things it it completely affect, affect affect feminism whether it's class race sexuality mm. well, I- I- everything this is like a defining feature of TERFs like it's just completely anecdotal but you will not find I've not seen any and I imagine there's a much smaller population of, of trans exclusionary radical feminists who are of colour or working class mm. it is something that's been happening for a very long time and it's a view that is for weirdly really British it's a really British view it's not such a big thing in America. It's starting to take off now. But in terms of the UK, we've got this like established academic class of feminists, second like, wave feminists. Is Greer. So Jermaine Greer. And they're the ones that have been like keeping up this this idea that like a trans a trans woman is not a woman. Trans women are women. You Yeah, but full stop. That's full stop. Yeah. Like that's So it. does this come down to like some kind of weird sort of societal hierarchy that they've kind of created. Absolutely. It's completely what it so is. So they've created... They're closer to the privilege because let's yeah. face it, rich white women mm-hmm. are, you know, they're the top run of yeah. in the... Pure, of women. Uh, of women yeah. in, in terms of privilege and, that they have. And, you know, have. Rose McGowan is a great, as an example, has been through so much and has had a fucking terrible experience because she is a woman and we don't want to take that away from her. But yeah. if your feminism is not intersectional, completely. then it's not feminism. It is a grab at pr- power. It's a power Privilege. grab. Yeah, it is completely. That's ex- ex- and that's the thing. These fucking... With Me Too. Me Too is amazing. The concept is great. I love that it's changing the world. Yeah. But let's not pretend that that is a movement that is not spearheaded by the the elite privileged few. Oh, completely. And this is like I was saying to you the other day, and which is very important, because do you know what? Not that I would ever, like, going through any sort of sexual assault, sexual harassment, anything is mm-hmm. horrifying, yeah. right? But see when you are a privileged woman mm-hmm. and you go through a horrible thing, which again, you wouldn't want to wish on anyone. It's no. a really horrifying, disgusting thing to happen to anyone. But see if you have a certain level of privilege you have access to things like medical care. Mm-hmm. You have access to things like mental health mm-hmm. professionals. You have access to perhaps a support system. Mm-hmm. You have all these things which 
really is hugely important mm. in terms of how you handle and how you get through something like that. You have access to not social strata where you're not as vulnerable completely. as everyone else. And you else. even have a voice and a platform to yes. talk about it a lot of time. Not that that makes it easier and not that you ever really get through anything like this. Mm. But these things are really important and that's really significant because there are a lot of people around the majority of the world that have no access to that. Yeah. You know? And these things are really important to talk about. But... It is that thing where, and in a way, I get what, try, try to be devil's advocate, right? Of course, I get, always. right? I feel like I, what Rose's place, right? What what she's coming from is mm. that I feel like, and this is what I think a lot of the terps feel, is that I feel like they feel they are, they are, their struggle mm-hmm. is being told, uh, they they feel like they're, they're being told their struggle isn't important mm. because you know, trans women are more likely to be murdered. Mm -hmm. And it's this weird... And ultimately, I think, one of the biggest causes for a lot of this is that we haven't acknowledged anyone's pain. No. For all these years. But you can't can't act like that just because you feel like yours is getting pushed to the side. Because it isn't. That's not fair. We talk about... Trans issues need to be talked about because they're almost at the most... Well, they are in the most danger. Yes. That's full stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a, I mean? like, a, like a black trans woman is... It's so much of a risk. Like, the suicide... I mean, was it? Well, like, I've, like, over half of trans people have tried to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. Imagine applying that to any other social group. Totally. Imagine half of women have tried to kill themselves. Yeah. Half of black people have tried to kill themselves. Half of gay people have tried to kill themselves. It's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. And they have this horrific struggle that we're not addressing. And I think that's what happened with Rose McGowan. I don't necessarily think that she is a TERF in the same way that someone like Jermaine Greer is. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's a TERF in the same way that the people at the Times who were trying to fucking stop Lily Madigan from applying to that um, mm. Joe Cox leadership and women programme. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's hateful and, and direct like that. I just think literally... The problem is when someone has any level of privilege in their life, as soon as that is questioned, there's a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Like she had just, and she, and, and no credit to her, she had literally only just got off her chest the systematic abuse that she'd suffered for all these years. And then for someone to say, What about this? Yeah. It, now, it can see- the correct answer should have been, You're completely right. What about that? Let me hear your voice. How can I help? But let's be honest, human beings are pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of like what we're talking about seems to just come down to that kind of. Uh, but you're uh, doing really good. Fact, I'm just being really quiet. <laughs> you're doing really good. <laughs> Thanks. I was gonna say it's, it comes down to like a an emphatic understanding of not having empathy for everyone's situation. It's mm-hmm. it's what I was talking about before the podcast. I get it. I don't get it. Mm. Like Completely. it's just if everyone um, yeah. kind of just goes in to these conversations with that understanding and yeah. going. Because I, I imagine it's going to be people listening to this going, oh no, it's right. I don't, I don't like, and it's, but it's like it's just a fundamental thing of going, unless you're in that situation or you've been in that situation, and again, who who's ever lived like had the same exact same situation as like someone else, completely, you can't one hundred percent talk for them. Mm-hmm. So totally. just listen yep. and try and get a little bit more woke. And but the, see that thing, it, see yeah, that yeah. thing, that, that that see saying, I get it, I don't get it. That actually requires a lot of like courage, almost, and mm. like that's actually a really difficult thing for most people to do. And you're right, we really need to get to that stage because 
I mean, it, it, it's automatic, it's natural to be slightly defensive, mm-hmm. you know, but most people actually, you're like, like Rose, aren't yeah. necessarily even meaning to be hateful. They just feel no. like by someone presenting a worse struggle, it kind of deletes it's their dimin- struggle. It's diminishing yeah. their struggle, yeah. 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 And and it's, that- it's funny because I've experienced that a huge amount in my life, like talking about class. Mm-hmm. Like, I come from a ghetto, right? Like, council estate, born in, in, in a council estate in the 80s, like, right after Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Like, no, Ardler was one of the poorest areas in Scotland, in, the, in Europe at the Europe, time, rather. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, when I speak to people, when I went to uni and I spoke to a lot of people about that, also, if you're listening and you're not uh, understand that why I was able to go to uni is that we actually got free uni, like, if you're Scottish, so... Free education. I mean, you technically have to pay it back, but, you know, you're able to... You get, we get access to things that... Well, you don't earn enough. Well, that's, that's the joke. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, but like when I met a lot of people who some were just average middle class and more than that, and we'd speak about class issues, and a lot of people would be so defensive, and they wouldn't understand that like my parents worked. A lot of what was wrong ridiculously thought that working class meant you had a job, mm. and one of the particular people I remember arguing about claimed that we had a very similar life. Mm-hmm. And then I went to her house. It was a huge, huge house. Everyone had their own bedroom, huge. Mm-hmm. They had this massive staircase, like grand staircase. They had a separate living room that people didn't go into, you know, the nice living room. Because <laughs> it was too nice. She genuinely, genuinely, like she's not a bad person at all. She genuinely thought that we had a similar thing. And yeah. I'm like, you mm-hmm. get that some people, and because that's the thing, people don't understand that people live so differently from them. I'm like, you get when I'm talking about being poor, that means not knowing where your next meal's going to come from. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. your electricity goes off, not having heating, not having, not knowing where money is going to come from. Like, you get that that a majority of people in Britain live like that, but most people think that middle class, lower middle class, is the bottom. Yeah, and and yeah. that she was so defensive about that, and it was like she was like acting like well, I yeah, was, her parents had a cool. job, so yeah. she, so she but, was working class. That's but, what she thought. Seriously, like when, when you're talking about that, even then, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't understand that because my parents uh, worked, and we had a we had a nice like standard living when I was growing up, and like even my like in my adult life, my poorest what my poorest days. It was never like I can't eat. It's Completely. like it's like oh, I can't afford to go out and eat, or I've spent too much money on a tattoo this but month, then, so I need to like. Sc- I, I've never you, felt you, that. You, you don't feel that level of defensiveness, but mm. maybe maybe if we spoke about this ten years ago, maybe would've, you would have been defensive I'd, about I've it. I've said I've said like the uh, um, the going through uh, the stuff I went through with mental health last year has made me a lot more empathetic two things and it's totally. opened my mind to a lot of things because like I had like the very tip of a tip of a tip of a of a of a situation compared to other people's uh mental health problems mm-hmm. um and that but it, what it made me do is start asking questions and mm-hmm. speaking to people and listening and that actually made me understand a lot more so even to, even two or three years ago I probably wouldn't I probably would have not really been able Got to kind that. of be able to have a conversation like even when we're talking about um the the me too campaign you what you're saying like I had a conversation with Amanda my wife, for anyone who doesn't know. My, my wife! wife. Uh, and, uh, for people who don't know me. Uh, we had a conversation like a couple of weeks ago and I went in kind of being like, oh, devil's advocate. I kind of understand. We can kind of have a conversation about yeah. this. And by the end of it, I was like, I don't understand at all. I don't get it. And I was like, that, well, that's a good step. And then when you're talking about this stuff now, it's even deeper going into, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. But then part of it is, see that, see that? I think 
two things that you need to, and it's really significant you mentioned them both, right? Firstly, empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy, I think, is the probably one of the most significant things to all human beings. If you just allow a little bit of empathy, mm-hmm. you, it, it's so significant. Also, asking questions and mm-hmm. like listening, like see if you just do that, none of these things will be a problem. Because people are like, oh, I'm just scared to say the wrong thing or whatever. I'm like, see if you just don't think like that. And just have a little bit of empathy and just listen and ask questions. Yeah. Those we could really talk about any problem, yeah. and this is why we're we will talk about really controversial things. And I'm really not afraid to talk about literally anything. We just talked about turfs for half an hour. Well, so. and that's that's yeah. the reason though, because you know you just need to try and see things from other people's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I try and talk about stuff that feels important to me, or or, or like cause I, one of the things I do on social media with the brand is I try and talk about stuff that has affected me or I feel strongly about, but I don't touch stuff that I don't understand or don't feel that's mm-hmm. genuine because I feel like you can tell. Mm-hmm. And I always try and be as transparent as possible, but I do have to tiptoe around certain things because mm-hmm. obviously at the end of the day, it's it's a business and there is 100,000 people out there kind of mm-hmm. reading what I'm saying. Yeah. So I always I am always kind of a little bit wary of, of, of touching on certain things, yeah. but sort of talking to people, talking to friends and stuff like that, I will kind of sort of try and address stuff. I mean, like, I think look, it's like a constantly learning pr- yeah. process. Like, mm-hmm. even, even like, e- e- even I still learn about things, you know? And I still talk about things. Yeah. And I think it's, co- you, you're, you're gonna, you basically need to just always be a student, you know? Yeah, I mean, you have to be, be open to well, yeah. you have to have a lot of humility as yeah. well. And that's yeah. what I found, like, you can't take, like, we, you and I, Lisa, we've been together 10 years and, you know, there have been parts of that where I've been a real piece of shit about like things like you know your class, your gender, etc. Not deliberately, but just the, I didn't have the humility to listen to what you were saying and not see it as an attack on me. Totally, and that's really important because that's what happened with Rose McGowan. Completely, she was completely. defensive because she felt like her platform was getting taken away, not realizing that she has got more of a platform than any trans woman has ever well, had. That's the thing. I guarantee you, guarantee when Rose McGowan went back to and calmed down, mm-hmm. right? She was obsessed with why did she have to do it? Why did she have to do it there? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, because where else is she most people do it? don't get yeah. the ability well, to have that sort of platform. Hopefully hopefully she'll uh, hopefully she'll kind of look at it and kind of maybe get learn something from it eventually but kinda. Rose and I, and I feel slightly bad for her because in a way I think she did just put out her story and she really wants that she was maybe just defensive sympathy. and it was it was a breakdown from being defensive well and I defensive. think she, she has a, she's had a really hard life like mm. she was born into a cult and like then went to America and we like got into the film industry and it was you know she's had a lot of really horrible experiences mm. and I and I get that she wants to tell her story and have this moment mm-hmm. but your moment of catharsis of closure or whatever you're hoping to get yeah. should not affect you shouldn't preface that someone. yeah it you be, shouldn't preface it by saying what I do for the fucking world yeah. you should be fucking grateful yeah I mean it was very hateful yeah. and that's what was so heartbreaking about it yeah but again it's that defensiveness fuck defensiveness is a fucking killer like I mean honestly really brings out the fucking worst in people or I guess you would say the true being, the true person being defensive yeah. is, is pretty much the complete opposite of having empathy for it because you're just you're closing yourself off to their to yeah. your understanding of them how you're does just, this relate to just, me because yeah, you're, well, you're only yeah. seeing everything from your perspective and mm. that's the thing Rose needs to get a fucking clue about this 
what that woman was talking about was not fucking about her. No. And that was the fucking point. Yeah. Oh, Maybe that's something to take from this. Next time uh, someone's telling you something, just put yourself in their shoes for a second or imagine the, the closest you can to that situation and then imagine, like, and then probably times it by 10. Totally. You just won't be able to, you won't, if you can't get there, then you can't really. But that perspective's really important. Like, sometimes when I feel shit about, like, what, you know, you just feel shit about something, like, the yeah. life or whatever, you're like, mm, you know. Sometimes <laughs> I, like, look around my house. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I just literally look around my house and, like, full disclosure, our house is not amazing. It's again, we I live back in the ghetto. Yep. Um, you look at your seventeen foot pictures of uh, the Virgin Mary looking yeah, down on you. I, I, my house is ridiculous and full of ridiculous stuff. Well, Catholic paraphernalia in here. I love it. That, that that's just because I like the iconography. But, um, like, sometimes I just look at that and think I have so much more than a lot of people have. And yeah, I don't have a Kardashian house, but or a Kardashian. That's true. But Excuse like, me, I've got a pretty big fat ass. <laughs> I could be a, I'm going to long hair as well. I could be a Kardashian. Have you broken the internet? Every day. Every day, <laughs> Every day tweeting to no one. <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what I mean though? Like, see that perspective of being really appreciative of what you have in the world, I think really helps empathy. Because there's a lot of people that would, you know, some people in like the, is it the Philippines that like live in the graveyards? Those graveyards look pretty dope though. But like, you know, the, this is the thing. You always have to keep in that perspective and have empathy of how... There is always someone suffering to a level that you yeah. will never understand, even if you've suffered. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, that, totally. that that understanding too far is almost is almost a bad thing as well. Is like that expression? Oh, there's someone. Oh, there's always someone worse off than you. Like it's a good expression to a degree, but, but then a lot it, of the time it's so empty though. Yeah. Sometimes people use it to like un- not acknowledge yeah. someone's pain. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's like. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like, oh, what does Rich have to moan about? You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know. Well, this maybe is this is a thing. See, when you're saying that, I'm going. You know what? I don't actually do that, and I should probably do it more. Where I'm actually going. You know what? If I've got if something shit's happening in my life, I should actually just take a minute and go. Part of it, it but you know, the, one of the reasons it's, it's easy for me to do it though because we live in the ghetto. And if people don't know, we live in Govan Hill in Glasgow. Should I have revealed that? Probably not. No, as long as you don't put the address down. I think. Yeah, and we have a lot of Roma people here, and they've had a tough paper round. And sometimes we see them getting kicked out of their flat and they live in flats that are owned by like slum landlords. Yeah, and, and sometimes a lady will be walking about with a titty just hanging out with a baby on it. That like, is true. That happens. That is true. And, you know, sometimes I think if they came in here, they would love this house. But by, I guess, a lot of British, technical British standards, this house isn't amazing. And so sometimes that helps my perspective because mm-hmm. I literally live around it. Yeah, well, that's that's a whole thing in itself, like that kind of weird adult life ticking boxes thing. Oh, uh, you go to uni, you get a job, you buy a house, you have a kid, you have a car, and it's it's a thing that I found myself getting sucked into. Mm. I kind I turned thirty and I was like, oh, what do I have to show for my life? And it's all, but it's all material nonsense. Like, but I, do you not think that kind of heteronormative idea of what a life should be? It is harder to not be part of that as yeah. you're a little older. Because people don't... Uh, the, more, the older you get, well, the older you you get you, the more pressure you must, you must get it more because, obviously, you've said on the podcast a couple of times you don't really want to have kids. No. And that's a constant thing for... Uh, that, and I don't know, but I've been told by... like we're not, we're, We don't plan to have kids. Um, Amanda's friends have, have had uh, don't plan to have kids and they've had similar conversations with it, even like their sisters and stuff being like... Or do you not? Oh, especially as you get older. Yeah, you all you have, you'll have a kid. A you'll have a kid. Yeah. Oh, do you not want to? Have, well, why don't you want to have a kid? And they just don't understand. They don't understand the the that you don't want to do it. Just, and then it's almost it's a weird thing. Like, oh my god! I mean, this this there's like a whole thing with that. <laughs> like, and it's so funny because 
the way people the the way people patronize women mm-hmm. and it's so funny to me and they'll always be like oh you'll change your mind you'll change your mind and i've got that when i was younger mm-hmm. and you know i've never wanted children it's never i have no judgment towards anyone that has children like i have a twin mm-hmm. sister and she has a kid that's cool and i completely i, I completely see the joy of it i can see the beauty of it mm-hmm. personally it's just not for me i've never it's never been a desire that i've wanted you know and that's just kind of it there's no complexity to it I have no trauma about this there's no anything but your people just honestly it, you can't wrap your head around it at all yeah. and it's, it's, and I guess it's always been like I've always said it and people kind of have always clearly just been like eh, she'll like put her behind my back she'll change her mind mm-hmm. and now as we get older I've noticed just everyone around us is yeah. just having babies and it is definitely odd that you're yeah. I do feel like an odd pressure to like, yeah. But not that that not that I would have changed my mind, but yeah. Like even like the marriage thing, I did. I we got married because I wanted to have a I wanted to have a I wanted an event where my parents could meet my friends and like people who are closest to me and understand my life, and it worked really well. I became a lot closer to, to my parents because mm-hmm. of because they got to hang around these people and understand a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've got really like I've I always had a really good relationship with my parents. I'm lucky to have it, but I've got an even better relationship with them now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the wedding because they saw they got to see a glimpse into my life mm-hmm. that they might not have seen. Um, but the idea of marriage is like we already had dogs together, so I'm like that's more important than a marriage, like in my mind. Um, totally. And I had like the most privileged uh, epiphany ever. I went for a mortgage and I couldn't get a ten percent deposit mortgage. I could only get. They only offered me fifteen percent. Oh went, my god! How did you survive? Oh, honestly, I know it sounds dumb, but like I, I went. Now nah, I don't want it because I don't have enough money to get fifteen percent deposit. So I left, and you know what? I felt relief when I left because I was like, I think I was just doing it because it seemed like the next natural step in my totally. life to own a mm-hmm. house. Because oh. I was like, oh, I've, I'm saving up money. Why am I saving up money? To buy a house. But why do I need to no, buy that house? No, because you can. And even though people are like, just do what you want, though. But I'm like, they say do Societally, though, it's like, oh, that you have to have that. You have to have yeah. this. You have to have and this. And you do you have find this. yourself getting slightly... You just, I, like, I just caught up in a wave. Like, I, saved, yeah. I saved up for a few years. Like, as soon as I got married, I started saving for a house. And then, you know what I did when I, when I, when I didn't get the uh, house? I went off and paid all my debt off. And I started, I started again. Mm. Got a great credit score now because I've got no debt. But, like, I had, like... I had like ten grand's worth of debt that I'd been accumulating while saving up for a house. Mm. So I was basically about to, I was basically just about to throw one hundred and seventy grand mortgage at my debt and then still have a ten grand debt. And I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting so much pressure on myself when I could just not have? But then it is that pure pressure. It is. It's so strange. Like I feel it constantly. Yeah, and it might even, be funny if in like two years I had a baby. Nah, it will never happen. <laughs> I think I'm but, barren anyway. But, but you know. But even like in like my like our my lifestyle, me and Amanda's lifestyle is quite different from the norm. She is a blogger, works from home a lot of time, goes travelling a lot um, for her work. I'd run. I'd sell t-shirts for a living and I'm learning to tattoo at the age of 31 and we're opening a bar and stuff. And I'm like, it's not, it's not a normal nine to six people. Like, and people don't really, because you're on social media as well, people don't really get what I do. I've had a lot of people work with me and for me in the past who don't, who work around me and still never really got what I did for a job. Like they were like, Oh, you've just locked out and you're just like floating about and it's easy. And it's it's a weird it's a weird situation because people don't understand unless you're like there's a weird thing in society where it's like you have to be seen to be working hard. Totally. If you're not working hard and earning money, then you're lazy. But it's like the actual joy of life is actually working as little as you can and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. But like people don't really get to that like you get to that understanding, you're like, oh crap. And then yeah. and it's like the whole thing, uh 
do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. It's bullshit. If you do what you love, you will work every second of every day because you love it and you work hard at what you're doing. Completely. And it's it's just a weird, it's a whole weird thing. We've got super off topic and this is going to be like the longest episode ever. We are nearly <laughs> an hour. Right. Yeah. This might be a two-parter then. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do a two-parter and you can like spread it out. We could do that. Hey. We could cut bits out, but we could, yeah, totally. Let's not cut anything out. Let's just do a two-parter. Let's Let's two-parter. Because we've got, you still got, you've still got my problem and then the next one after that. So nah, it's probably going to be like two and a bit hours by the time Yeah, we're but done. two-parters could be quite cool. Yeah, I like But I think that. that was really cool stuff to talk about because that's something that I'm really obsessed with. Yeah. It was like, like super organic. Well, it's just that... <laughs> Shut up, Lisa. Hi, folks. Dave here. There wasn't really a natural place for me to stop this podcast and cut it in two, so I'm just going to choose here. Please tune in next week to hear the second half of this discussion, and thanks for listening. Since it's been quite serious, I'm going to play us out with the Benny Hill theme song. Thank you and good night.